It's Masters Week. We got Ryan Whitney right now, which, by the way, he put us in an absolute body bag to start this episode. And then afterwards, we'll recap Valero, Spieth's win, and we'll do a little Masters as well. Buckle in, Ryan Whitney. All right, we welcome on the Ryan Whitney. Ryan, how's it going? It's going great, guys. Thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. So I want to start off quickly. How many games do you think you've played in your NHL career? Oh, I think I should know this. 490? That's close. 481. I thought I was actually going to say, I was going to say 491. So I knew there was a one in there and I still said something and it was zero. (laughs) Well, you've underachieved according to yourself, I guess. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Well, the goal was, the goal was for more games than that, bud. Right. So you've obviously won a lot of those games, but you're, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. This is unbelievable. (laughs) I'm coming on this pod. You guys thought this was going to be set me up for a line about losing in a match to you. I wouldn't (laughs) fucking sniff it out. I wouldn't. You didn't think I'd sniff that out. Oh my God. You two rookies. rookies. First of all, you messed up. Oh, you must've won both of those games. Nope. Definitely didn't do that. I was on the Oilers for quite a bit. And also, yeah, I lost to you one time. Your home course, dude. Don't even try to get ahead of me with anything. The rest of this podcast. Fuck. <laughs> you just got absolutely I'm, fucked. Oh, uh, well, right when he's like, well, you won more games than you lost. I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I go, oh, my God, I lost a match to this goon. I mean, buddy, you're a nasty stick. I'll give you credit. You shot an easy three under, I think. I was three under through nine holes. That's and then I, I, I was like- three. I was 300 through nine with three par fives on the back and came in shot even. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Like you started off so hot. You hit it to like two inches on number six, which is like a tough downhill part three. I'm like, fuck, this guy's a sandbagger. I'm giving this guy like four shots. Yeah. Were you giving me two and two or were you giving me one and one? I was actually wondering that. But your buddy was good, too, and Carton can get it around. That was a fun day, though. I wouldn't be on the pod had that day not happened. So That's I guess it was, a, it was a double win for you. It was a double win. So you're 0-2, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, speaking of Braeburn, are you trying to play in the Mass Am this year? Yeah, I want to bad. I actually love Braeburn. Uh, two years ago, I got in my first Mass Am country club, missed the cut by probably, I don't know, 12 shots, maybe more. Maybe more. <laughs> that This year... Uh, got this year, last past year, got in for my second one at Catansit and what was the other one? Mattapoisett uh, missed the yeah. cut by maybe f- five shots. So it's the, the curves on the way up. So, but I got to get in again. Right. Right. You even ask the guys who get into match play, like you, you were in match play a couple years, right? Last few so, years. Yeah. So I talked to guys in match play. You'd probably agree. The nicest part is, is that you're just, you're in the next year. I mean, that's you're definitely in. nice because no matter how good you are, who knows what can happen in one qualifying round. Right. Well, that's why like I'm 0-3 in my match play because I'm so happy that I made it. I'm so stoked. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. You've never won a match? I never won a match, no. So so 0-2 for me, but 0-3 for you. So how'd that go? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris, dude, the the way you got in this year was insane. And I drove down that morning to caddy for him, and he had one hole left to play because they got suspended from darkness. And so I was taking a gamble on him, like just going down, like waiting to see if he got in. And he ended up clutching up. You made like an eight footer on at Baker. Yeah. Well, they pulled us off the course. I they pulled us off the course. I had I had one hole left, and I knew checking the scoring that I a par would get in. So I had to sleep on like I got one hole. I got to do is make par. Uh, Lucky enough to make a putt, but yeah, so you had to make like an eight footer for par. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. I wonder if you'd be better off. Um, I played in the Gasparilla with Matt Parzial. You guys all know him. And yeah. we were talking at night and he's like, I don't check the scores ever. Like I never want to know. I was like, really? You wouldn't want to know if you like had a two shot lead with like three to go, you know, it could change your game plan. He's like, I don't know. I'm just playing the same every time. So we were like having an uh, a discussion about that. So I don't know if I would have, I probably would have looked if I was you, but it's almost harder knowing. It is. It's so tough. It was like the worst night of sleep I ever had. Yeah. It, just, it plays with you. Did you, what, what, what hole was it? Nine? It was, it was 18 at Bay Club. Oh, so that was, uh, 
I don't know if I started on 10 or one. Is it a long par four? Yeah, it's kind of straight away par four, kind of long. After a really, really long par four? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 17 is a really tough hole. Yeah, 17 was like 500 par four, and then 18 was like 440 or whatever. Right. Dude, so when you hit that, when that delay hit you, I ended up getting to Catanzas the second day. We played the first, what did we do? We played the first hole. I got up and down from the bunker. I was, I, it was the, I was thrilled. I was like, that's unbelievable. First hole, Catanzas, tough hole. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, great. Got to get through one, one and two for sure at Catanzas. Right. I get on two T. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Right. I'm sitting on the, the T shot on two, which I didn't even know the range wasn't out of bounds. If you play that, <laughs> if you play that course normally, the range is out of bounds. Well, we were playing it that I didn't wasn't aware of. I wouldn't have been nearly as scared. Either way, waited like three hours that day. Yeah. And then we go back Over. out. I go out to two, hit it to like six feet, miss it. I'm like, motherfucker. Hit it in the sand on three, get up and down. That's a fucking good up and down. Yeah, great up and down. So I'm like, I'm three over for the tournament. Whatever, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Four's pretty easy hole. Yeah. Hit it in the bunker. Hit it in the bunker. Don't get up and down. Bad bogey. Next hole, another bad bogey. I The next hole, right? I get to six. I hit this perfect drive. And then I hit this perfect iron dude into the wind. I took like more club. Just it's going to land pin high. Be perfect. Dude, it hits the back of the green and goes long. I get to this impossible flop, have to hit a flop shot. Horn. Wait another <laughs> wait another hour and a half. Come back out, actually grind it out, and then ended up snap hooking one on 12 I was, as I was three over because I birdied nine and 10, I think. Either way, I'm That's getting crazy. into the. You, yeah, you, you, you guys, you guys asked fun. me to come on. I'm talking yeah. golf now. My brain is <laughs> no, fucking. That's you probably get tired of talking hockey all the time, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, hockey. I'd, I'd rather talk golf. I they just have a like, way what? better memory for it. Yeah, and they give you like 15 minutes sometimes to talk golf on the podcast, and you just got to get it all out. Yeah, they some, yeah, those guys are like, all right, enough, Mo, but they don't <laughs> mind. They're getting more into golf because we're doing the sandbagger videos. So yeah, right, those are great. Let's do a little bit of you know golf uh, during your NHL career. I want to know like kind of what it's like. You know, being an NHL player, do you get to play courses on the road? Can you bring your clubs? Like, what's the deal with that? Are there a lot of guys that play golf uh, on the teams that you were playing on? Um, so when I was in, I didn't start playing golf until I well, it was 2010. I went to Anaheim. And that's when that summer I had started playing golf. So I was like obsessed with it. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm going back to Anaheim and like live in Newport Beach. But as I learned, like right away, like guys will play maybe occasionally, but the only time you play on the road is if you have like a couple extra nights in a city because you have practice. It's, it's just you can get it done, but for the most part, it doesn't happen nearly as much like baseball players and pitcher, pitchers bring their clubs. I don't know about all yeah. teams or, or now currently, but in the past, pitchers would bring their clubs on the plane and then you pitch on Monday, dude, you're not pitching till Friday or Saturday. You're playing the best courses in every city. Right. Pitchers are that's, such bombs, dude. It's oh, crazy. Pitch and and pitchers, pitchers. That's the best job in pro sports, like for you, sure, dude. You, they get paid the most, and yeah, they become all of them become sticks too in golf. I played with Tom Glavin. John Smoltz has played in like U.S. Senior Open. They're they're just they were doing it their whole time. Hockey's a little different. Hockey guys, you're just crushing golf in the summer because yeah. it's like I, that's what I just I remember I had nothing to do, and I was probably 24. And I just, I had played like once in a while growing up, like everyone does, but then I just got into it and you're like, holy shit. Now in the summer I can work out in the morning and then I can just go golf. I would just go yeah. golf till it was pitch dark and then go home. So that's how I think a lot of hockey guys are after they work out, they're just going to tee it up. Yeah. And it's similar, right? The sports are like, you can totally see why you can have a oh, good right golf swing if you play hockey it's all, all somewhat hockey relatable players, bomb it you know they're all hitting it they like bomb 330 it. Well, the weird Why thing is i've starting to bomb it better dude i'm starting right, to bomb right. it better you're I'm, on the bright i probably program. carry i probably carry the ball 260 265 if i hit a good one maybe if i hit a good one a little more like in, so you in need another air. 40 yards of carry to be like an average hockey player golfer. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> man i would say i would say as much as you see hockey players who do bomb it 
you see a lot, a lot of hockey players who have like that terrible over the top sl- yeah, banana slice, yeah, which is yeah, what yeah. I I had right when I started. And it's like you're you're six three two ten hitting it two ten with a, like an enormous <laughs> slice on it. You got, you got the nice short, violent swing. Yeah, I get the. I don't want the draw though. I want to fade it. Draws draw gets away from me sometimes. Yeah, off the tees. It's where the hooks come. You just want to hit a little fade. So, did you play any like crazy money games? Yeah, we play money games. We play money games. I'm always afraid to say like that because, like, I don't know. Like, who knows? But I love playing money games. I'll play with anyone for anything. Who do you play with now? You I play, play with, with. I play with a lot of kids. I play with this kid, the one arm bandit. You guys know about the one arm bandit? No. This kid Andrew. This kid Andrew Doremio. He's oh, a I've Mass- heard of him. He's a yeah, Massachusetts kid. He's played in. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna say like six or seven Mass Ams. He's played in three U.S. Mid Ams. So I met this guy probably like a year or two after I started playing golf. And I donated so much money to this guy over like seven years. He was giving me <laughs> nine and nine legit a shot a hole. Now we're playing straight up. But this kid, he putts one handed and he's a professional golf gambler. He has money at li- money games lined up everywhere at all times. And me and him have gone through the ringer with people and we find people that want to play and we enjoy it and the action. There's nothing like it, man, when you're playing for big money. And I think he puts one handed. He puts one handed, dude. It's insane. That's First time ridiculous. I met him, he putted one in one handed. I was like, is this kid a cocky prick? I was like, you just put that in one handed. He's like, yeah, that's how I putt. Like, I don't, he used to putt like inside 10 feet. <laughs> then it was inside 30 feet. Now he's got 60 footers. He's rolling on tapping <laughs> one handed. So he's a one arm bandit. So um, now at this point, he's like playing money matches and he has legitimate refs. He is paying somebody to come and keep score and be the rules official because he's getting in so many different beats with this guy he's playing with down there who he's giving four and four and the guy's playing two tee boxes up and he's 57 years old. <laughs> so I love the, I think that gambling and like the stories behind gamblers and golf, there should be a movie or a documentary on dude. I heard this story from the one arm bandit. He's down in Miami. He's working at Doral. I don't know if he was in college. I have no, no idea. And he's playing a lot of golf, right? He played in college. like I own her or then he went to Bridgewater state. So he's a good player. He's playing a lot with other kids that work down there and they run into these two guys. Uh, I think one white guy, one black guy. And they're like, Hey, they're dressed like not great. They're like, Hey, We'll play any of you guys for a thousand dollar NASA. Uh, two down autos. And they're just like, and these kids are good, right? Like almost to the point where you'd like, I'll play anyone with this kid, you know? Yeah. We're both college golfers, like, but that's a lot of dough. And he asked, starts asking around and trying to figure out. He goes in the pro shop and like nobody really knows anything about him. And sure shit, he's like, all right, let's do it. They end up like playing their balls off. He shot like six under. They shot six under my buddy, the one arm bandit, and they ended up losing a grand. Like they tied the overall, lost the back, whatever it ended Holy up shit. being. It was like, it was like these guys were the biggest sticks. One of them was called the rabbit. This dude, the rabbit, look him up. He's played in U.S. senior opens. He's from Jamaica. So all they're doing is he's got all these stories of this crazy world that I think really should have a documentary made about like, gamblers on the golf course that sounds like a cartoon like doesn't even he's, sound a cart- he's a cartoon character he has no sideburns <laughs> <laughs> no sideburns that's outrageous so yeah i mean i don't know money matches do you guys play in money matches oh we love them i mean yeah. but sh- i mean as college golfers <laughs> oh you, know, you guys play, can't. Play yeah fun. you guys play you guys fun. play for peanut butter and jellies exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we do push-ups for play for push-ups wind sprints <laughs> all that sort of stuff but we keep it fun and we keep it intense. So why weren't you playing in the Mass Am? So I've, I've missed by two, three years ago. Missed by one last year. Missed by I think two this year. So All I've right, got so, some hey, so you're so this in. is this is the year. This is the you're, year. This, you're the on year. the doorstep. What I've what uh the state open before I played. Yeah. Uh, I played the Hornblower actually last year, like in the group in front of you or the group behind you. I think. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, that tournament's awesome. Plymouth. I played. Pl- I played Plymouth yesterday, so it was March 29th, and it, the greens are rolling like mid-season. The place. Oh, is, yeah. That is a sick course. I it's think it's so, so tricky. Like, it's dude, so that tricky. first day was biblical. Oh, it's impossible. Yeah, it was, that it was, was impossible. Insane. It was 30 like mile. 40. It's always honking wind down there. 
Yeah. I remember the second hole was like straight down wind when I played it. And I think I hit a 380 yard drive. It had like 40 yards, landed it on the front of the green and couldn't even hold it. It just went. Oh over. yeah. You're done. <laughs> yeah. That, and then you're just, then you're dead long. Yeah. It's yeah. Looney tunes. They yeah, took down a, a bunch of trees course. though. Place looks so good. I love that. Love that spot. It's perfect for that tournament. Like the right amount of jankiness in that golf course to make it fun. Like that guy last year, uh, Frank core, I think he was leading. He shot like 63 yes. the Frank first Cor. day. Yes. And he blew up the second day. It's so easy to do on that golf course. Yeah, I know. It really is. It's a just, you, it can, it's going to own you. Hey, who'd you lose to? I don't want to talk about Frank Hoare. He beat you? He, he, beat, he, he beat me at the country club. That was like two years ago. He beat me like seven and six. He, he fucked me up. He, 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 has like, he, got, he dusted the one-armed bandit in the second round this year. Oh, did he? Oh, so one-armed yeah. bandit's like a legit. He plays like amateur stuff, too. Yeah, he played like he made the. I think he was top 10 in the mass mid-am. He, I think he made, he made like the, the tri-states team. Like at the end of the year, they pick like the best mid, the best mid-ams, maybe so some regular ends. How does he maintain amateur status? Well, He's dude, I mean, maybe you, you can't, maybe you can't, well, fuck, you just brought it up. If he loses it now, it's on you. <laughs> well, it's on I, I wasn't throwing out numbers. I hey, this fucking numbers. thing might get, need to get scrubbed, but yeah. it's all, it's all on Fitzy now. Jesus. <laughs> So like a lot of weight to put on my shoulders. I, have you played with a lot of pros? Like I said, yeah, I played with, with a lot of Connors. pros. Yeah, I played with Connors and Adam Long a couple times in in February at the Die Preserve. Corey Connors, both of those guys. It's just it's such another level. Like it's so and, and golf is so crazy because you can see really good high level amateur golf. Like you're like these guys, like just amazing players. But then when you play with these guys, there's just something different about it where it's so much easier. And for sure, there's certain rounds where like any amateur can play with any professional, but just like over the course of this round and like I played with them three times, it was like 66, 64, then the other one, 64, 65, and they all could have been a couple shots lower. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. And like he has an interesting swing, right? It's definitely not like something like it's like, kind of lays the club on his shoulder if you watch yeah, it it looks right. so like Super relaxed risky. yeah yeah and then he just like waits and then like Whoosh. so the kid i was playing with that i knew miles creighton he played college golf high level um you know college golfer he tries going pro i think he was on the mckenzie tour and then the latin american tour so he's there and i i know him and he's good buddies with Corey because he's canadian as well and i'm watching like just him on the range at the beginning. And he's like, dude, watch out there today. He's like, I, the kid drives it long. And he's like, we used to be somewhat close. Now he's hitting it like 35 past you. We get out there and miles is just like smoking balls. And Corey's just, and it's just like, he's not even swinging dude. Yeah. His swings crazy effortless. He's actually got one of one of the better swings on tour. I think it's so he's going to make, I think he Mondayed into, so it's, yeah, it's a year ago right now. He Mondayed into the, valero texas open or whatever it is he won it yeah he got into the masters and since then three years or whatever he's made six million he'll probably make like 50 million dollars yeah. like he's just yeah. gonna be an he's gonna be an atm it's yeah it's crazy so i want we want to get into a little bit of masters talk but i want to ask you one thing before we get into that i was debating with my buddies at for like a good 30 minutes which which is harder golf or hockey to, to play pro play PGA tour, play NHL after you've played with tour guys, you're a good player yourself. Obviously you played in the NHL. If you had to pick one, which one's harder to play at the top level? Which one do you think? Golf? No doubt. I would, I would argue with anyone. Well, first off, first off, um, if you're going to say like, and I'm, and when I say golf, I mean like being a, Perennial, a, a perennial top like hundred, right. top seventy-five player in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the reason I I, I think about that is because for one, that's seventy-five to hundred spots in the entire world. The NHL's got twenty for thirty-one. What's that? Six twenty six six hundred and forty jobs in the NHL. So there's way less. The NHL's for the most part played in, in North America, Europe, Russia. I mean you're not getting NHL players from China. You're not getting NHL players from South Korea. You're not getting them no. from South Africa. You're not getting them from like Fiji fucking VJ Singh. I, 
there's just so much of the globe is so many more people in the earth are playing golf than they're playing hockey. Plus yeah. the individual part of it. Like you're on your own, like you're you on your own get drafted with Crosby and get a lot of easy goals early in your career. You know, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. Chris you can't, you can't ride the coattails to, all the way to the bank. You gotta, you gotta go out there. That's why it's funny. Like even if, Hockey's hockey's also very expensive, so it it also really leans towards like if you have money, you have a better chance to be good at hockey. As unfortunate as it is, you got to get it more inclusive. But that's kind of the reality: mm-hmm. the ice time and the equipment. Well, golf has that like elitist look as well, but I think it's also easier. There are many areas in the world and like the U.S. where you could play golf as a young kid, and it's the programs are pretty good now. So you just get that many more people into it. And then since Corona hit golf's exploded, I'm kind of pissed off because as somebody who loved golf before Corona, now everyone loves it. It's like, no, 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 right. no, no. Right. This was, yeah. Yeah. Now you, now you, every course is packed every day. It's like, you what's gotta going be on? like an OG golf guy. Now you got to prove that you were playing before this all started. Yeah. You can, every course has tee times booked every day and it was yeah, the same crazy. way all summer. It's nuts. Now. I do want to ask you quickly, totally random. Are you going to beat the shit out of Billy football? Why? Because he buddied you. Oh, that fucking goon. <laughs> no, and then he broed me. Then he broed <laughs> me, you. I think. Yeah. Or it might have been. He might have broed Big Cat. I don't know. But I've never met Billy. I've never met Billy. I'm, I, I, I was a fan. I'll say that. And then all of a sudden, he's broing me. <laughs> What's like the... He'd probably kill me, though. He's enormous, isn't he? He's big, I think. But yeah, you're, dude, you're I'm a tall a, guy. A, yeah, I'm skinny, fat, and almost 40 years old. Like, what do you think I think... <laughs> Some Don't they teach you how to fight playing. in the NHL? No, dude. You have to. You're 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 on your own. I never even fought really. That's yeah. I, I mean, I'd pound Bornhorse. I'd stuff him in a locker, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not like a fighter. <laughs> I think I think you'd take care of both of us pretty handedly. I'm I'm about. I got 15 pounds and two inches on Bornhorse, so we're pretty much the same build. All right. Well, that's a that's that's 15 pounds and two inches on him, though. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd pound his ass, but <laughs> you'd have you'd have me. That's why he's sitting on the bottom screen I of got, my Zoom exactly. right now. <laughs> Are you, hey, you see the pull-up bar behind me? Oh, nice. Sure. That thing's never been touched once. <laughs> it's just decoration. Yeah. You, you, you've used that painting more behind you than you use that that pull-up bar. Are you going to take a caddy at the at Brayburn? Uh, probably. I haven't found one yet, though. So, Even though you've just been playing there since you were three years old, like I feel like you'd just be like, I'm just gonna go out there on my own till match play. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice, like, well, for match play, if you're playing 36 a day, it's nice just not to carry the bag. Yeah, but, you need it for match play. I, 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 I want to play in that because that course is sick, and it's like there's so many good holes. I'd never played it until this year. I think the time me, you, and Carts played, it was that was my second time playing it, maybe third, and I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, they got they got a good set of greens. Like, if they get those greens running, it'll be, it'll be. Oh fun. yeah, it'll, it'll be, be very, very fun. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to get you back out this year. I I'd, I'd love to play with you. I I couldn't play last. Oh yeah, time. we'll tee it up. We'll Ronan, up. Ronan play. I, I mean, that guy's My a big Irish Irish. Oh lad. yeah, that Irish guy. He hit it pretty good. He's a good stick. I mean, we kick his. Good. Chris and I kick his ass pretty much every time but he was a big dude wasn't thing. he i he's remember he was massive. like a monster yeah. he beat the shit out of all of us dude, he had a push <laughs> dude, card he had like sit fucking, on us and kill he had us 400 <laughs> things in his push card i remember yeah. <laughs> it's what so was his, name? his name was ronan right yeah ronan, ronan. o'connor yeah <laughs> yeah he's a clown yeah we'll have to do it we'll have to do That's it funny. up for sure why who's your guy's master's pick you want to talk masters yeah i mean well it, we've been saying for like three weeks like We've been trying to pick sleeper picks, but I keep saying Bryson and he keeps saying DJ. So I don't know. Repeat re- repeating. Who's a, who's ever repeated there? Tiger. Did Tiger? Phil. Wow. Oh, no, Phil didn't repeat. I don't Tiger know, man. Repeated. That's 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 tough Probably to went do. Two years Baldo. Apart, right? Dude, Baldo what about repeated. Thomas? Justin. Yeah, Thomas. I said JT last like, week. He can get I so s- hot. I know, so hot. dude. And like, you got to think. I would all right. We'll see. We'll see how true this this statement ends up being, but I'll say with twenty seven holes to go for him, so halfway through his Saturday round, I would say he's within like three or four shots. Okay, of the I that like point. that. I yeah. like that pick because he's like he seems like a mini choke artist to me. Like 
Really? Yeah, Chris has this crazy. Dude, he has eleven wins already. He's he eleven has, wins. He has He's got like fourteen. Wins. Or 15. Fourteen. Fourteen. Thirteen are lucky. Oh, Chris, you're, that, you're that guy. You're <laughs> dumb. You're dumb. I actually would say like. At the beginning, I might have been like, is this kid for real? And now I'm like, okay, like, yeah, dude, like top top 10 in the world. And then you're talking about, we were saying how hard that is to become. Then you're talking about that's the sickest job of all time. Top oh, yeah. 10 golf, top 10 yeah. golfer in the world. Oh, yeah. Making 15 million before you hit a ball and just flying private to the sickest. All you're doing is trout. You, you're following the sun every everywhere you go. Yeah, that's the thing. Like pro golf, if you're bottom, if you're like 125th on the money list, it's stressful as hell. But if you're top 10, like you're just living life. It's funny how it goes like that. I don't know. I think Spieth is hard to ignore at this point. Like I could really just see him running away with the tournament. It's so such a perfect golf course for him. Isn't there some stat? I I I definitely have seen something like this. I'm probably gonna butcher it, but like. There's a bunch of Masters winners who have been the same age like, and played the Masters the same amount of times when they've won finally. Like, say it's 33 years old and it's their, like, eighth or ninth Masters. And I feel like a guy who's probably, like, around that stat, whatever it is, I'll try to find it and text you, is, like, Fleetwood. He's pretty due. Yeah, he's playing good now, too. I don't know if he can putt, man. Like, people say, like, I don't know if he can putt well enough at Augusta. But that guy just stripes it around. He does. It, the thing that scares me with him is like he always hits these crazy erratic shots at, at like weird points in time. We saw it last week at the match play. Like he yeah. was playing awesome. And then he'll just like rope hook one out of bounds. Like where does that come from? That guy is the best golf swing in golf. the world. That's golf. It, well, you I got a guy it. like like Finau too. It's like it's that a guy who play better than anyone in the world. But I know, man. He. The one thing is, everyone dogs him, but he's making so much money. It's like, right. if, if oh, yeah. I was like, and obviously you want to win. Like, there's no doubt you're a competitor and you're like, I'm striving to win. But I don't know, man. You're, it's, it's, I would go home and be upset and be like, you know what, though? Things could be a lot worse. Right. I'm fucking yeah. loaded from this I mean, game. That guy had came pretty much came from nothing like couldn't even afford to go to college like turn pro at 17 if you told him he would have made 25 million dollars on tour at this point probably worth 50 million he would have have laughed in in your face two seconds yeah he laughed in your face he'd have been like that's not that's not true and it's not like he's playing that bad on sundays like he shot 64 rib and lost like he just got yeah you know yeah that's true some of that stuff's just and people are so easy to like talk shit but people don't realize how hard it is to be consistent like that like well so that thing about golf that's the one thing that if you don't play and you're not into it you don't you have you have no you sound like the biggest idiot with right. when it comes to yeah. golf They're like oh a guy never wins like golfing is it's not even about winning dude it's like when do you win like one you know what i mean yeah, any good right. player it's like it's so difficult to be so good at golf and then compete for four rounds and to finish like third out of a fucking 110 guys it's like it's just the general public is like, oh, that guy's a loser. He's never won. But you don't if you don't. But if you play golf, you're like, oh, I get it. Right. It's it's very confusing, I think, to try to like I got buddies who are like, what a joke golf is. That guy, what do you mean? He's good. He never wins. I'm like, I, I don't know how to explain this. To you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People don't understand like the ups and downs of a, yeah. you know, of a professional golfer. Like you could literally be playing the best golf of your life. And then the next day it just drops off. Like people don't get that because it doesn't happen in other sports, really. Like in hockey, you don't have the crazy fluctuations in play that you do in golf. It's just, it's kind of, yeah, you're right. You don't have, you have guys going slumps, but you don't have a guy who like forgets how to skate one day, yeah. you know, and <laughs> golf. That's the other thing about golf is, all you, if you see it on TV, you just see great shot, great putt after great shot and great yeah. putt. But you go to an event, dude. There, golf's so hard that you see really bad shots. You see really bad on shots. tour. So you 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 don't realize that like Justin Rose can be on the range <clears throat> and be just straight up chunking nine irons. Like that's that's actually right. a fact. That story. And so like a guy sitting there watching him, and it's like you can just lose this game at times. And yeah. It's crazy to think about. That's why it's so. That's why everyone who plays it's so mentally tapped. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's yeah, all wrong. We didn't talk about that with, between golf and hockey, but like the mental aspect of golf is just yeah, it's not it's good. The not whole mental aspect by any other sport. Yeah, it's and you're alone. It's 
it's not good for me it's I'm a working, fucked up game working we on that i'm working on that yeah it is it is a very messed we up torture game. ourselves and then yeah you you just the minute you think you have it the minute you're like oh man like i got it like something pops up you're like yeah what the hell how many times have you heard your buddies say like, oh, I figured it all out. Like at the range, I just figured the game oh, out. Oh, if you hear that, you're just like, how much you want to play yeah, for it? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the <laughs> real return to glory, Chris. This is the real return to glory. That's the most disrespectful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and no disrespect to the cat because I, I, I am a cat fan, but you're such a speed stand. It's just perfect. Like, I mean, he's playing so confident right now. I think, I think <laughs> you're at like a loss of words right now. You don't even know what to say. I think he's a two to one favorite right now. I think he's a 50 <laughs> chance he wins at Augusta. I don't I, even know what to say. I mean, are you what, like, what's your reaction? Are you excited about this win? Do you think this is a waste of a win? I'm that, still that flustered. You just compared him to Tiger. But I'm going to try to leave that leave that in the past. I mean, he's my favorite okay? player of all time. No judgment. He's my, not Tiger. Speed is my favorite player of all time. You know that. We just lost half our listeners. <laughs> we just lost half our after, listeners. After a great segment with Wit, we just lost half our listenership. But the seriously. Masters will, if you're still listening, which you probably aren't, the Masters will not be the same about Tiger. No, it won't. And that's you're a, right. And that's sad to see. But... We'll react to Spieth. This was crazy. First win since 2017. Since Birkdale. Yeah. When everyone thought he'd gotten it back on track. Like after 2016 Masters collapse, people doubted him. And he won shortly after that. Then he won at Birkdale. And people were like, all right, he's back on track. He's winning majors again. He's put that behind him. And then he just didn't win for almost four years. So I think that people saying like, oh, Jordan, like don't win this week, win next week, like say you're winning. I think this is huge for his master's chances because yeah, it kind of, it gets the monkey off the back, but it wasn't so big of a win to where he's going to be satisfied and kind of not fully in it at Augusta. Like this is like, a, like Sean, you were saying to me earlier, like this is a stepping stone to where it's like, all right, you won Valero. You got your win. Now you can take the next step and win another major. Yeah, you're right. I, that's a great point. Like going out and trying to win at Augusta as one of the favorites, which he even before this week was one of the top five yeah. favorites in the field. Going out and trying to win at Augusta after not winning for almost four years is really difficult. This is huge. He and now has the up. win. It frees him up. It's a free play. I mean, it really is. It's a free play. And I think he is coming in with some pressure. I think people do have expectations for him now. Well, yeah, now he's like, I mean, now everyone's yeah, going to be watching. Always, he's always been the golden child. Like, that. he's used to that. I, I'm, I'm not concerned in that aspect at all. So did you watch today's coverage? Yeah, I watched all the way up until like 11. And then I tuned back in around 13. So I saw pretty much all of it. So you and saw you, the whole thing. Did you watch? Yeah. You watched, right? I watched. Yeah, I watched most of it. I saw all the back nine, most of the front nine. It was pretty nervy watching Hoffman just, just lurk and lurk and lurk. Yeah, and just dude, he hung played, around. I mean, he played crazy. a great round today. He really did. Like he could have won that golf tournament with, with how he played today. He did not make it easy on speed. Yeah. And I thought the putt on 17 was massive. I mean, oh, obviously, huge. to take a two-shot lead into the last hole. Well, because Hoffman had a good look there, too. Yeah, he did. And Speed just poured it in. And that's, I mean, that's a huge confidence putt for Speed now. Like, he's going to draw on that next week. Like, putts like that, making that, yeah. to, that was pretty much to win the tournament. And yeah. making that to win, that's got to be just massive on the inside, knowing that, like, I can execute under pressure having – after having these kind of troubles for about a month closing and playing like shit for three years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's huge. It totally frees him up. Did you get like a different aura out there today than like, than the, the previous tournaments he'd been in contention on? Cause I, I did, I felt like this was, this was different. This was his to go yeah. 
and win, it felt like he was going to take it by the horns. It's as easy to say that after he wins. It is. It's so easy. Because it's like, oh, it's obvious like he had it. But there was a difference today. He He started out with two birdies in the first three holes. He hadn't done that in the in the other tournaments he can right and he was saying he felt really light out there which who knows what that exactly yeah (laughs) he's like yeah i wasn't feeling light the past two months on sundays but i was really light out there i was underwhelmed by the the post-round press conference i thought we were gonna get started to start at the moment and it just like didn't happen he was there was definitely he was leaving something to be desired i thought like the way the broadcast approached it too and the way that speed, you know, there wasn't a huge celebration. There wasn't a big right. hug with Greller after. They all know that this is a stepping stone to next week. Yeah. So I, I another thing that I, I noticed today, just uh, talking about the 18th hole, was Azinger wanted speed to choke so bad. He was, yeah. He was just Zinger's looking kind for, of pissing me off all he's day. He's been really pissing me off lately. I mean, he wanted to find any bit of drama on the last hole there. And there wasn't any. There was no like there all right. It maybe when he laid up into the rough and Hoffman was greenside, it looked like okay, maybe they could get into a playoff if something crazy happens here, but for the most part, it was like a done deal that Speeth was probably going to close this out on the 18th hole. And yeah. Zinger like Zinger was just not accepting of that. And it's like, dude, you're not Johnny Miller. You're not Johnny Miller. Relax. Like you, this he is, is not your stick. Johnny Miller. And even when Hoffman hit his second shot, like up on the bank and he's like short side on a downhill lie. Yeah. Zinger's like, Oh my God, he's in a great spot. He's going to hold it. Yeah. yeah it's holdable. Like, <laughs> like he hit it to like 18 feet. Like it wasn't, he didn't even come close. So I, that just frustrated me. I, I don't know. That conversation between Spieth and Greller on 18 was so funny on their yeah, second shot. Yeah, that was funny. Because Spieth, at first, he's like, he has a three wood in his hands. He's like, three wood's got to be the play, right? It's got to <laughs> be the play. We'll just, because there's water short of the green. It's like, let's just bang it up there. Easy clear. Hit it near the grandstands. Dump it in the bunker. And that's an easy five from there. So he's like trying to rationalize this, like just slam three wood up, slam three wood up there. He pulls the club. He has it in his hand. He's taking his practice swings. Then he says to Greller, he's like, he just asked him point blank, is bogey in play with this club? And like Greller took a moment and was like, no. And then, then it doesn't make any sense. And then Speed immediately goes back to the bag, pulls the eight iron. It's like, no, eight irons to play. Eight irons play all day. Eight irons play all day. Okay, where am I aiming? Where am I aiming? It's all happened in like 15 seconds. Greller's like, all right, well, I guess we're switching to the eight iron. Okay, aim at the grandstand. I mean, it was crazy. There is no more of a two peas in a pod duo out there than Greller and Speed. And that's that's obvious. Like, we all know that. But it's just so funny watching them so funny. interact. Greller's so calm. Yeah, he's so calm. And Speed's one of the most neurotic guys out there. Like, he's his mind is racing. Somehow he quiets it down and is able to execute golf shots. But his mind is racing, and he's verbalizing it all, like, the whole time. Anything that pops into his mind, like, he says it. And, and that's what we love about him. But it's got to be hard to handle was, if you're I Greller. mean, <laughs> He was in a bad mental place there because, yeah. <laughs> first of all, why are you hitting trying to hit three wood? Because then he was like, Oh, what if I neck it? Then I'm in the water. Yeah, yeah. he's like, like going through all the possibilities. But then, why would you lay up left of the creek? Yeah, they, I, I didn't get that. They didn't, they didn't even talk about that. Like, it was a done deal. He was laying up on the left side of the creek, which seemed like a no brainer up he... on the right. I, that, I, that one didn't make sense to me. There, I and mean, then, there must be something there that we couldn't see from TV, which is annoying because if we can't see it from TV and they're not mentioning it, then the broadcast should bring it up. But when the broadcast brought it up, they were like, yeah, we also have no idea why he laid up on the left side. <laughs> but there's got to be a clear reason, right? Well, if maybe. So obvious. Like, I don't know. That, that was maybe he was going possible. on the right side. <laughs> I mean, he missed. It, he just if that's the case, it. he missed 200 yards left. I mean, he quacked that thing too. He did. And he that was, was like, close that's to hitting there. that like, scoreboard. Yeah, I was like, it's got to work to get around the corner. I was like, really, <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Uh, but it's great. It's so good to have him back. I mean, stuff like that gives us gives us plenty to talk about. And we thought this was going to be a boring week, right? Like Valero, it's maybe a guy gets into the Masters at the last second. But usually this is just like a pretty run-of-the-mill PGA Tour event. And we ended up getting what could be one of the most exciting weeks of the season. The one guy I would have I would have liked to see one person win it besides Spieth. Ricky. Yeah. Yep. It would have been pretty special. But it's gonna be he actually played well after week. a first day 76, I think. Yeah, yeah. He, he played well. well. He had a bogey free round, I think, which was like the first time in like a year that he had a bogey. And, which is crazy dark. But by the way, Charlie Hoffman, first round 75. Yeah. And solo second. I mean, he is just a whore for a guy. Is he? He is was he in the field? No, he's not. And it would have been really sick. I actually, some part of me was rooting for him because it would have been really sick for him to go out and win and then hold like the 36 hole lead at Augusta and just completely <laughs> like fade on the weekend like he always does. Uh, so I was sort of rooting for that. But I mean, it's hard to deny the speed factor, you know? The Masters should have like two special exemptions that they pick yeah yeah it's just like we want this guy here like who would it be like one of them this year would be ricky ricky would be one of them right if they had another one who would you give it to oh gosh is polter in the field that's a good question i i think he is i think he is he was in Poulter would be a good one sneaky Sneaky fuck. What's that guy's name? Uh, Jonas Blixt. Bring Jonas Blix back. Was he the guy that was shitting on Augusta? No, he contended one year. I think. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He's not even on the PGA Tour anymore. He, he's like on the Oh, he could be. A, he's probably a, a goat rancher. Yeah. <laughs> Giovanni Carmazzi. <laughs> Shout out Giovanni Carmazzi. Would you take Giovanni Carmazzi in the draft if you could do it over again? Yeah. You're the biggest Giovanni Carmazzi guy. My big thing, and we're both huge Pats fans, my big thing is that the Pats would have at least four rings if they drafted Giovanni Carmazzi (laughs) instead of Brady. That's actually the worst take in sports. It's the worst take in sports. There's just no debating that. Like the guy (laughs) is literally a goat rancher in rural California. <laughs> and I know what you were about to say. We got to get Giovanni Carmazzi on the pod. Yep. I'd be in full support of that. Yeah. Okay, uh, good. Uh, I would probably give it to the other exemption to Hoffman. I mean, he's done, yeah. he's done some damage at Augusta. Like he's just played well there over the years. It would have been cool to see him get in another story from the week. Matt Wallace, Matt Wallace looking for his first Mike tournament. Wallace. Mike Wallace, Chris, I know you love his golf swing. I am converting to Matt Wallace has the best swing on tour. It's right up there. Right up there. It's, Top five. has such probably. good tempo. He brings it on such a good plane. He's so balanced. It's so free. It's like, yeah, gosh. Yeah, I mean, it, the difference between swing. his golf swing and watching him putt pretty pretty big difference i mean he's i think he's a good putter like by most (laughs) metrics they said today he's like the number one putter on the pga tour from 20 to 25 feet which is surprising but like watching him putts a little painful with that double thumb grip and the fingers down the shaft with (laughs) and the the grip is called two thumbs where do you even find that he probably found that at like some random ass golf store and just decided to give it a shot like People will do crazy things when they're putting bad. And I I guarantee you that's what Matt Wallace did. Yeah, I guess he's a sick putter though, apparently. Yeah. From I don't 20 really to know. 25 feet. I mean, he could be he could be the worst putter ever from inside five feet. <laughs> I really have no idea. But I, I that was another big storyline. I mean, the guy's gonna win on the PGA tour if he keeps playing out here. He's just he's a solid player, but uh I mean Tough, tough break. You just caught, you caught a buzzsaw, really. Spieth just played insane. Yeah, you know yeah. what I can't believe is that Tringali hasn't won on tour. Yeah, I mean, when you watch, doesn't his- he have the most starts without a win since 
like 2012 or something. I think I saw that. Probably, stat. Yeah. I mean, he's had his tour card for probably every single one of those years, maybe lost it once, but I think, yeah. didn't he once have, didn't he once have a 54 hole lead? And I think he called himself out on a penalty after the round and it DQ'd him. That's insane. If, if that's true. That's just digging into the depths of my uh, yeah, I mean that could my really memory. Be, that could really be anyone knowing your memory. Uh, that could be the most false statement of the day. I'm gonna look this up. But I up. think it's true. Look up Tringali ruling DQ. I wanna say it was I'm not gonna guess the tournament. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I cannot find this in the, the archives. The live the research. Interwebs. Yeah. We got to do more research on that. Um, yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, do you have so any other, it's massive. Any other... We're talking about Cameron Tringali rule. <laughs> any other Valero thoughts? Because I'm, I'm. No, much... it's Masters week. It's just, it's literally just a segue for Speed to win the Masters is what it is. It's a vehicle for that. Yeah. Do you have any pre Masters thoughts? I guess opening masters so, takes we're gonna do a big episode on the masters it'll be coming wednesday massive episode huge episode pretty much all encompassing we'll talk everything course setup what we've heard what we think is gonna happen we'll have matchups picked out we'll pick winners we'll do all that stuff but i mean we gotta pay a little bit of attention to it now i've heard it's playing it's playing firm and fast <laughs> That's where I'm going to start it out. That's what you say. That's what we all say every year. It's like firm and fast. Let's get those <laughs> screens rolling. Yep. I don't even know what to say. What do you even say on, on the Monday of the Masters other than it's Masters week? That's yeah. All I, really I mean, it's like live see- from starts tomorrow. Live from is like one of my favorite parts of Masters week. Excited to hear what those guys have to say. I mean, this year, are we going to get all the traditions that we normally get? Like, we're not getting the par three. That's not happening. Um, we're not get. They're 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 going to have a champions dinner. I bet. Oh, fuck! I forgot to ask Whitney on when he was on the pod whether what his favorite Masters tradition was. Yeah, maybe not fitting this year because they don't all happen. They're not all going to happen. What is your favorite tradition? I mean, it's probably the par three. It's probably well, which, which, which one would you want to participate in? The par three. Or, I mean, the champion's dinner, like, you I have was going to gonna say, I can't picking the, the menu at the champion's dinner okay. and then attending the champion's yeah, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that assumes that you are a champion. So, uh, I mean, the most, I think the most convoluted one is the honorary tee shot on Thursday. And I don't mean to disrespect the legends of the game, but it's a little bit over the overdone. Like you see Fred Bot out there clapping, or like just it's too much, you know. Like it's at like six thirty in the at morning, six thirty a.m. So yeah. I don't know. I don't. I can't put a finger on why that's my least favorite, but it just feels forced. What's What's your favorite one? If you had to part participate in one. It would probably be winning the tournament. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, playing as an amateur and living in the crow's nest sounds really sick. Like, imagine sleeping on the property of Augusta National, just, like, waking up. You walk yeah, downstairs to get like... breakfast. Like, yeah, that would that's really... just dumb. Especially as an amateur. Like, you've just never had You're an free experience like it. that. You're free rolling it. You're yeah. playing with house money. You're there just to have fun. Although, aren't some of the aren't the isn't the room like a double bed? So you got to share a room with another am. Oh yeah, it's super bootleg. You might as well be sleeping on like prison. And there's like probably no electricity. <laughs> there's an yeah, outhouse out back. A, <laughs> you got to wash your clothes in the sink. Let yeah. them dry outside. There's a there's a wire. You hang your clothes up yeah. outside the clubhouse. <laughs> No, the crow's nest does seem cool. I, I, I would say that would be the top thing I would do as an amateur. Um, but the par three, it's the most publicized. It's the, it's just classic. Um, 
what was I going to say? Oh, random question. Random quiz question. What's the lowest, what's the best finish? Sorry, I can't articulate what I'm saying. The best finish by the winner of a par three contest in the actual tournament? Yeah. I have no idea, honestly. I, I mean, I'm going to take a guess. I'll say like T3. Oh, I don't know the answer. <laughs> I was just asking the question. I mean, that'd be great for us to know. Like, maybe we can get Justin Ray on that or something. One of those golf stack guys. Yeah, get him on it. Release the hounds. Yeah, I'll tweet that at him. I'll see what he says. Because, I mean, the, the curse is that they haven't won the tournament. But that doesn't mean they've never, like, top – you know, the winner's never top right. five or top three. You know, they, they've definitely had – some good finishes. I, like who's, yeah. who are notable guys? I, 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 that have I, I, won How many par three contest winners can you name? That's what I was just going to ask. Like who are the best guys to win the masters par three contest? Here we go. Par three contest winners, live research. I'm also live researching this. Mike Wallace won it last year. I forgot about that. <laughs> did he actually? Yeah, he did. He's in the tournament again this year too. So. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. How is he in the tournament? He's one of the top. He's like top 50 player in the world, dude. How does he not have his tour card then? Because he doesn't. I think he does. We were, they were saying a lot about that today. Does yeah. he actually have his tour card or did he just like he's integrating now to the tour? I, it's so unclear. Uh, he might not have his tour card. It's crazy. Tom Watson won the most recent part three contest. He won it before Mike Wallace did in 2018. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 2018, Tom Watson. I mean, no good players have won the par three contest. Tom Watson, Jimmy Walker, Kevin Streelman. VJ won it. Like, Streelman, newsflash, buddy. Like, you're not winning the Masters anyways. (laughs) Sorry to break break it to you. If you're Kevin Streelman and you're leading the par three contest coming down to the last hole, are you throwing it on purpose or are you going to just win it? Because he at realistically has like almost no chance I of think winning the actual tournament. You have to win it to somewhat cement your name at Augusta. Yeah. In some shape or form. Apparently, you get a crystal, like a crystal trophy for winning the par three contest. And that's really sick. Like no good players have won. No, VJ won it in 94. Um Sandy Lyles won it like at least two times. <laughs> and he's won the tournament once but no, yeah but no one's gone on jesus patrick harrington's won it three times crenshaw in 87 oosthazen won it in 2010 so you have guys that have had success here tom watson no in one's ever won it in the same year Sam, johnny miller i mean there's just meters gay brewer he won arnold palmer won it Artwell jr yeah let's just keep naming names Dean Berman. <laughs> I have no idea who that I is. I think Dean so wasn't Dean Berman like the commissioner of the PGA tour? Or Dean Beeman? I think he was. I don't even know what conversation we're having. Yeah, we are really far away from the Masters right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're trying to talk as little about the actual <laughs> tournament as possible. What other traditions are there besides the par three? The champions dinner, ceremonial first tee shot, the and the crow's jacket. nest, and the green. I mean, the green jacket. Yeah, like that's. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, that's a tradition. It's a tradition. I mean, yeah, because someone has to win the tournament every year. I know, but the, oh, Butler Cabin, that's a tradition. Yeah, but it's just like, what's the tradition about Butler Cabin that Mike Tirico sits in the chair and announces the winner with Jim Nance? I think Butler Cabin's the worst tradition, actually, by a long shot. Butler Cabin is a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks cheap on TV. Like, doesn't it not look very... Everything about the... Built? Yeah, it looks like really tacky, kind of like... Like, it almost looks dystopian in there. And you get concerned. Like, I'm getting serious get-out vibes when I watch the Butler <laughs> Cabin ceremony. Like, they're locked in that house forever. But... Butler Cabin, to me, when they go in there after just experiencing the most thrilling experience of that player's life, like that guy 
His emotions are through the roof. He just went on an emotional roller coaster. And they bring him into Butler Cabin with like Nance, Rid- Ridley Bot, and like, you know, the guy that won it last year. And they have this like very civil, boring conversation about what just happened. It seems so convoluted. Like it's so much. Yeah. I don't want to listen to Fred Ridley talk. Yeah. Ridley talking is worse than like the CEO of a sponsor of a tour event. Yeah. When they, when they come on on like Sunday and talk (laughs) about the foundation and how good it's doing and blah, blah, blah. And they say all the, you know, the cookie cutter stuff. Fred Ridley's 10 times worse than that. Yeah. I mean, we gave, I can't remember the guy's name, but the CEO of Genesis came on at Riviera. Remember we were watching this together and we were like, this is the worst thing I've ever watched. And Fred Ridley is like three times worse than that. Like it's really just hard. Like this guy is an absolute robot. So Butler cabin, not for me. Like I I honestly, if I won the tournament, I might protest the Butler cabin. (laughs) So I might boycott it. Because at some point that tradition's got to end. Do you yeah, have any- I don't. What else? What else? There's no. Uh, I guess Paul Casey playing really well on Saturday or early Sunday, but then never closing well. Yeah, it's that's borderline a fun, tradition. That's a fun tradition. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Charlie Hoffman leading through like at least 27 holes of the tournament. That's a yeah. good tradition usually. So good we'll miss it. out on that one this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- think that's that probably there's it. a new tradition starting that is how much how much can we make fun of Bryson and how much crazy shit will Bryson say leading up to the Masters? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been quiet, actually. Like, he's been pretty I think he's quiet. He's trying to fly under the radar. Which is good. He's trying to fly under the radar. I think it sets up well for him. Another tradition I just thought of Rory 73 on Thursday, Rory 73 on Thursday. We can expect that this year. I assume another one is an old guy playing well out of nowhere. Like you just get Bernard Langer Langer or Sandy Lyle. Basically always Langer. It's usually Langer. Last year we had Sandy Lyle with the suspenders, but the announcers, he he didn't play well. Or who is Mike Weir? Oh no. No, Sandy Lyle made the cut last year. Or who who was the old guy that made the cut? There was one oh, old guy that made it. It was cut. fucking uh Oh, was it Mike Weir? No, it wasn't Mike. I mean, maybe Mike Weir made the cut, but I'm looking at this leaderboard to try live to research. Live research again. We've done a lot Big of live, live research. <laughs> this All is right, what happens. Cut this off. This is what happens when you run an agenda-free pod. Yeah, I mean, this is taking way too long. <laughs> This is such a choke on the live research. If you're going to do the live research, you got to have it ready. <laughs> I mean, that's the point of live research is it's never ready. <laughs> this is so bad, dude. Can't find it. Anyways, an old guy played well last year. I can't remember <laughs> which one it was. I swear it was Sandy Lyle. And we can expect that again this year. It's going to be, someone's going to come close to making the cut and the announcers are going to eat that guy's ass. Like it's just going to happen. I think it was someone who played with Bryson and they beat him the first day. It, that's exactly what happened. You're right. Yeah. They were, there was a ton of tweets about like this guy's average driving distance yeah, yeah. is 235. <laughs> Bryson was like 320 and they shot the same score or something like that. Who was the fucking guy? We'll, well never know. We'll never, we'll never know. know. Maybe we'll know on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> wrap it up we'll wrap it up wrap it up that's a good segue into wednesday's episode we're gonna have a a big masters discussion even wednesday don't miss us also jason sobel coming on after the masters to recap everything and big news should we say the big news yet no No, i think we'll keep the keep the big news keep that holstered we gotta have something to keep it holstered but stay tuned we got some exciting stuff coming up bye Bye. (laughs) So outrageous. I hit a chili dip. It was off the, it was off the hosel. I mean, Cameron Davis is a joke.
Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. I don't care. I honestly don't give a struck- shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so- of the pod on Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away. From Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging out. Florida. No! You can't yeah. say Florida! <laughs>